Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Hello, SoundBite listeners. My name is Corinne Pettit, and joining me today to celebrate our second anniversary is our sound editor, Josh Tibbetts. Josh works behind the scenes to help make every episode sound the best it can be. Welcome, Josh. It's great to have you here today to help me celebrate. Yeah, thanks, Corrine. It's hard to believe that we're celebrating two years with 109 episodes. I know. Given that we've had so many great episodes and amazing guests, we're going to highlight some of our listeners' favorites. Late last year, we conducted a survey to identify favorite episodes and have some great episode clips to share. If you're a listener, maybe the episode is one of your favorites. We'll also have some special comments from two of our favorite guests, cardiologist Dr. Nahal Mehta and dermatologist Dr. Mark Lebel. And I'll even add, if you haven't listened before, stay with us since you might discover an episode that's interesting with content you'd like to hear. Listen to it again, even share it with loved ones. We'll mention episode numbers so you can catch the complete episode later at psoriasis.org slash watch and listen or subscribe to Soundbites on your favorite podcast service. Great. And Josh, do you remember when Soundbites first launched in January 2019? I do. We started with four episodes launching on January 8th and two about pediatric care one about rulemaking process, and I believe the last one was treatment side effects. Yep, it was. Treatment side effects is such a concern for many of our listeners. We have a clip to share today from episode number two, featuring Dr. Ronald Presick, who's a dermatologist and medical director at Washington Dermatology Center in Rockville, Maryland, where he went over side effects for topicals, light therapy, and systemic medications. And I asked what he felt is the real probability of treatment side effects. Well, I think now with the new biologics, they're really designed for long-term use, so we can actually give people this with a lot of confidence, especially now we've been using biologics for more than 20 years and we have some long-term safety data with some of them to show that overall the standard mortality ratios improve over time in people on some of the biologics. So patients need to know that these biologics were designed for long-term use and they can be used safely uh, because we have that data. Such a positive outlook. We've covered so many great topics in the last two years. We certainly have. We released a lot of information about treatment guidelines since new guidelines were released by the American Academy of Dermatology and the American College of Rheumatology in partnership with MPF. Episodes about cardiovascular disease, psoriatic arthritis, mental health, types of psoriasis and lifestyle tips have been highlighted, and many more topics on the way. I'm so glad you mentioned mental health. Episode number 38, which is titled The Emotional Side of Psoriasis and Psoriatic Arthritis with dermatologist and psychologist Dr. Richard Freed, who's the clinical director at Yardley Dermatology and Yardley Skin Enhancement and Wellness Center in Yardley, Pennsylvania, was voted as the top podcast by our listeners. Let's hear a clip to hear why. Here's Dr. Freed's response to if treating psoriatic disease will have an impact on the degree of depression and anxiety someone may be experiencing and what treatments have the biggest effect. Probably the treatments that had the biggest effect are number one, day one, hope and a promise of commitment on our part to get them as better as possible. Number two, set expectations in terms of how long it will take. 
And according to what the therapy is, that could be a matter of weeks or it could be a matter of months. Next thing, understanding that for some people, just getting a little bit better may be dramatically, dramatically effective in improving their mood. They may not need clearance. They may need just get me a little bit better. So A, it doesn't show as much and B, I know it's not going to get as bad. Self-talk, the most popular psychological treatment throughout the globe for the treatment of anxiety and depression is cognitive behavioral psychotherapy or CBT or what they, uh, a variant of that called uh, dialectic cognitive behavioral psychology or therapy. And the whole premise is that our emotions are more a product of what we tell ourselves about our life situation than necessarily the life situation itself. The classic example of CBT is being home alone at four o'clock in the morning and hearing a crash near the front door saying, oh my God, somebody just broke into the house. Instantaneously, my heart rate goes from 50 to 60 to 140 to 160. My breathing becomes racketed. My blood is shunted to the muscles and bones do fight or flight. My pupils widely dilate. It is a big deal. Fight or flight reaction. That's scenario number one. In contrast, scenario number two, I'm sound asleep at four in the morning. Hear the exact same crash by the front door. But I have a cat and think the cat just knocked over the lamp. You roll over and go back to sleep. Same event. But what we tell ourselves about that event determines our physiologic and emotional response. So if the self-talk regarding psoriasis is this is catastrophic. This is the worst thing that could befall a human being. This has ruined and is going to ruin every chance I have for love, for marriage, for success. I hate myself. I hate my life. I'm going to be pretty anxious and miserable. If the self-talk is, I really dislike the psoriasis. I'm angry at my psoriasis. I'm angry at life sometimes. But in comparison to having systemic cancer, two legs amputated, Lou Gehrig's disease, this is not in the same arena. So I very much want this to get better and don't want to torment myself at this much in the process. The physiologic and emotional response is likely to be less. We're not changing the reality. We're interpreting the reality in a more healthful fashion. But I think all this has to be couched with a good game plan that Mrs. Jones, I want your skin to feel better. I want you to feel better. And we have the tools to do both. So that's just a small example of the amazing information Dr. Freed had to share. I can see why his episode was voted the top choice. Yeah, that was a good episode. We've had other podcasts with tips for coping with mental health, such as episode 93 with Dr. Karash and Dr. Stern, as well as having a positive attitude like episode 65. That's right. Episode number 65 is from one of our extraordinary volunteers, Howard Chang. His podcast titled My Don't Give Up Attitude About Living with Psoriatic Disease was tied for second place among the top choices. Such an inspiring episode. He has such a great message to share, and his mantra truly is don't give up. All right, let's share the clip from the episode. Here's Howard responding to your question about stress management techniques. 
and other strategies he uses to help make living with psoriasis easier. Yes, I, I try to work as closely as I can with my dermatologist. I feel like if I can mitigate my psoriatic symptoms, then a lot of other things get better and improve. I messaged her just the other day to update her on my condition. So she knows how I'm doing between visits. So when I do see her, that we can start just right where I'm at. Treat the target is something that has been really helpful for me to focus my discussions with my doctor and help me focus on a goal. A few years ago, I read about the National Psoriasis Foundation's um, medical board's treat to target recommendations. And my understanding is that the goal is to work with your healthcare provider to develop a, a treatment strategy. And that treatment strategy would lead to 1% or less psoriasis on your body within three months. An acceptable goal is to have 75% improvement in three months. So these kind of goals establish a target to kind of go for when you're treating. And for years, I just wanted to get better. With recent treatments, I feel I can shoot higher and hopefully have uh, a better quality of life. And so that, that goal helps me look ahead instead of mostly focusing on how bad things might be now or even were before. Another way I think I cope is just for my self-talk. I've been able to be more aware of how I think and talk to myself. I tell myself that if there's a big flare that I've made it through them before and I can't again, that's that can be encouraging to me personally. I pray, which helps me unburden myself. I, I feel that there is a higher power in control of my psoriasis, even when it feels unpredictable or I feel like I'm not in control. Wow, that just reminds me how good Howard's episode truly is. Setting goals is such an important treatment strategy to staying in control. His episode is so deserving of being top choice. You mentioned Howard's episode tied for number two choice. What was the other episode? So the other episode for second choice is from Dr. April Armstrong, who's the director of the psoriasis program at the Department of Dermatology at the Keck School of Medicine at the University of Southern California and chair of the MPS Medical Board. Dr. Armstrong's episode, which is number 59, addresses a very popular topic. Can diet help your psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis? Yeah, I can see why that's a popular topic. Dr. Armstrong did an amazing job reviewing the data around dietary interventions for adults with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Let's listen to a clip from episode 59, where you asked Dr. Armstrong if diet alone is an effective treatment for psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. For most people, diet alone is insufficient to treat their psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. I think that dietary interventions or good dietary habits are important for cardiovascular health. However, most patients will find that diet alone is not sufficient to treat their psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis. And I should also emphasize that psoriatic arthritis is something that's progressive. And once your joints are damaged, it's, some, it's also something that's irreversible. So you really have to think about the time that is lost trying certain ineffective interventions and what effect that has on your body. For example, we know that a delay in the di diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis by six months can predispose you to potentially developing small irreversible joint damages. Therefore, it is very important that when we think about healthy eating, we also want to think about evidence-based medicine, things that have been tried and true and have been tested in a rigorous clinical trial fashion that to be effective for psoriatic arthritis. Because of the progressive, irreversible, and destructive nature of psoriatic arthritis on our joints, I would really caution those who are thinking about controlling their psoriatic arthritis with diet alone, because that's typically not successful. I'm so glad you chose that clip. Information about cardiovascular and cardiometabolic diseases is so important for our community. 
We've been lucky to have cardiologist Dr. Nahal Mehta, Chief of the Section of Inflammation and Cardiometabolic Diseases at the National Institute of Health, as a guest on this show a few times, discussing risks associated with psoriasis, the metabolic arena, treatments, and how to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. Let's hear a clip from Dr. Mehta's episode number seven, titled The Heart and Psoriatic Disease Connection, where I asked him if treating psoriatic disease will lower cardiovascular risk. We have five randomized trials that are ongoing to understand whether treatment of the disease does impact cardiovascular health. Through a series of observational studies, we have shown that it does, that if you watch somebody on an anti-TNF for eight years, they have lower MI risk at eight years. We've never been able to show that in the imaging of the blood vessels itself, which is why we have the vascular inflammation and psoriasis trials going on. So right now, what I tell patients is take the disease seriously. Even one plaque is too much. The disease is more than skin deep. And the biggest one, do what moms used to tell you or dads used to tell you. Get a good night's sleep. Make sure you exercise five times a week. Watch your fat intake. Please stop smoking. And the biggest one, make sure you do something that you enjoy every day. I love the message that even one plaque is too much and do something you enjoy every day. Such profound statements. I totally agree. You know, we have a special anniversary message from Dr. Mehta for our listeners. I'll share it now. I think SoundBytes is an exceptional example of how the foundation can connect experts to providers as well as patients. And the one plaque matters is extremely important for our listeners and our providers to understand that even left with one plaque on the body, there is systemic inflammation that is going to drive a lot of these processes of cardiometabolic diseases and cardiovascular diseases. So in my opinion, SoundBytes is a perfect way to spend 20 to 30 minutes educating yourself on the disease, the disease updates on what's been going on. And I think that as a platform, it's extremely accessible easy to use. And I think that it gives a lot of information that is necessary to translate scientific discovery into practical knowledge. Ah, what a great message from Dr. Mehta. Providing information and knowledge about how to manage psoriasis, sordic arthritis, and related diseases is really what SoundBites is all about. Dr. Mehta is a large part of providing valuable information for our community. Thanks, Josh, for sharing. And thanks to Dr. Mehta for his message. Sure. Dr. Mehta has another great episode that offers an update on his research. If you check out episode 56, Heart Beats, about cardiovascular and psoriatic disease. Yeah, that's another good one. As part of that episode, Dr. Mehta talks about the impact of inflammation in the skin and joints. We've had a number of great episodes about psoriatic arthritis. One has been voted as a favorite episode, which is episode number 30, titled Insights on the Prevention of Psoriatic Arthritis by rheumatologist Dr. Christopher Richland, who's a professor of medicine and the chief of the Allergy, Immunology, and Rheumatology Division and the co-director of the Psoriasis Center at the University of Rochester Medical Center in New York. And didn't you ask what actions someone with psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis can take to avoid permanent joint damage? I did. What a great conversation that was with Dr. Richland. There's a lot of research being done to identify a diagnostic tool that helps avoid or limit psoriatic arthritis damage to joints. The MPF is committed to finding that diagnostic tool by providing grant funding for research with this goal in mind. But for now, there are actions people with psoriasis can take. Let's hear what tips Dr. Richland has to share. So the first action is early diagnosis and treatment so that you can prevent the inflammatory reaction from causing damage to cartilage and or bone. So very important to have early diagnosis and early treatment. And the second important comment is that 
control of weight is a critical factor in another component that can lead to joint damage. So for example, for every five pounds a person loses, their knees see 50 less pounds because of the, the force that's exerted on that particular joint. And so this is a critical factor as well as we know that weight loss can decrease the activity of both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Uh, and thirdly, uh, ensuring that you are on a medicine if you do have baseline joint damage that can limit and or prevent uh, joint damage going forward. Now, being on the right treatment and doing what you can to prevent inflammatory reaction, as Dr. Richland mentioned, is so important. And we've all had a lot of stress this year, given the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Have we ever? And in response, MPF has offered a number of episodes addressing different aspects of COVID-19. I believe the MPF has guidance statements addressing the effects, risks, and best practices for treatment of patients with psoriatic disease. Doesn't Dr. Richland co-chair the COVID-19 task force? He does, along with dermatologist Dr. Joel Gelfan, who is the director of the Psoriasis and Phototherapy Treatment Center at University of Pennsylvania. In fact, we have an upcoming episode next week with Dr. Gelfan and Dr. Richland about the vaccines that were recently released. Our first episode, released in March about COVID-19, is on the list of favorite episodes, which is number 64, Coronavirus and Psoriatic Disease, Your Questions Answered, with Dr. Mark Lebwall, the Waldman Professor and Chairman of the Kimberly and Eric J. Waldman Department of Dermatology, ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Health Systems, and Dr. Stacey Bell, Chief Scientific and Medical Officer at the National Psoriasis Foundation. Things have really changed since those early days of the pandemic. We understand the virus a bit more, and as you mentioned, vaccines are being distributed. But there are still some general concepts that remain constant. Here's a clip from Dr. Lebwall and Dr. Bell in response to your question, what's the best way to avoid contracting the coronavirus, and what can we do as individuals? You know, the best thing you can do is protect yourself through the measures that have been recommended publicly. We want you to wear a mask, hand wash frequently, disinfect frequently, use um, disinfectant on surfaces that are touched frequently. In many of the cities where it's rampant, such as New York, there's a government mandate to stay at home unless you have a critical job. You can go out for groceries. You can even go out to exercise as long as you keep six feet from anybody else. But we are encouraging everyone to stay at home to uh, what's been called flatten the curve to prevent the spreading of this disease from one person to another. The other thing that I tell every patient, and I tell them to try to do this at home, but that's to exercise as much as possible. My summation of this is this is an awful time and it's changing the world we live in, but it will pass. We are all in this together. Um, we're all here to support each other. We're all here to protect each other. And so I would encourage folks to reach out to others for support as needed, their healthcare providers, their friends, their family, with appropriate measures taken, of course. And then, of course, the National Psoriasis Foundation and anything we can offer there. The only other comment that I would like to make is that, you know, the data are changing daily, hourly, um, as we've noted in this podcast. And so we've had a lot of questions coming in about high-risk groups and, you know, oh, I don't have to worry, I'm young, it's only for the older people. And what we're finding as the data evolves, even since we put out the, the National Psoriasis Foundation Medical Board recommendations, that's what the preliminary and early data indicated for us. But I think that as more data are coming out, we're seeing hospitalization of younger people. We're seeing uh, younger people also experiencing more severe illness. 
And so, you know, I think that even though we can make some of those recommendations, we will become informed as this pandemic evolves. And so taking the precautions, whether you're young or old, I would encourage folks to do that. I would also encourage those of true higher risk groups, those that have chronic medical conditions like lung disease, diabetes, cancer, to be very mindful of these precautions, talk to their healthcare providers. And then also, again, the final note is just taking good care. Those who smoke, this may be a good time to consider quitting. Those that uh, have not been very active, it may be a time to start thinking about that as well. But in doing so, you have support. There are a number of us here to provide information, to provide any resources that you may need. Yeah, those general guidelines and where to find support are still true even now. The National Psoriasis Foundation has so many informative and helpful resources, like those provided through the Patient Navigation Center, the COVID-19 Resource Center, and through Soundbites. I have an anniversary comment from Dr. Lebwell emphasizing the value of Soundbites. Let's hear what Dr. Lebwell has to say. There have been surveys of both patients and dermatologists that indicate that patients uh, underappreciate the effectiveness of many of the treatments that we have and overemphasize the side effects. Many of them are ones that either never occur or hardly ever occur. And I think that if you turned around several years ago, that was very common, thanks to activities of the National Psoriasis Foundation and especially activities like Soundbites, we've been able to correct those misperceptions, both among patients and among physicians. Ah, oh, thanks, Josh, for sharing such a great comment from Dr. Lebwall. We're so lucky he can join us for episodes like the coronavirus and psoriatic disease, your questions answered, or number 34, SOS Rapid Relief for Psoriasis. The information that he and other speakers share about treatments and managing the disease is very much appreciated and such an important part of Soundbites. And we have lots of great topics coming up for you in 2021. You mentioned next week we have the COVID-19 vaccine with Dr. Richland and Dr. Galfin. What are some of the other topics in 2021? We've got a great lineup of topics, which include research updates, microbiome health, managing winter blues, immune-mediated versus autoimmune, genetic risk, being joint smart, and more. I'm really excited to hear what our speakers have to say. Well, sounds like another great year. As for our listeners, we hope you'll continue to listen and subscribe to Soundbites. As Dr. Meta mentioned earlier, it's accessible and easy to use and gives a lot of information that can be translated into practical use. So Josh, you mentioned subscribe. What if someone doesn't know how to do that? Well, you can subscribe to your favorite podcast service like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora. Just search for Soundbites. Uh, and that's P-S-O-U-N-D-B-Y-T-E-S. You can also access such services via the MPS website at psoriasis.org slash watch and listen which includes current and past episode links, webinars, and videos. That's great information to know, Josh. Thank you for joining me today. It was fun to have you join in the celebration of Soundbites. <laughs> Thanks, Corrine. Yeah, it was, it was awesome being here today. It's weird to be on the other side of the mic. Yes, we really appreciate all you do, Josh. Thanks for making us sound so great. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to our two-year anniversary celebration today. Such great clips were shared from episodes you, our listeners, voted for. I'd also like to extend the foundation's appreciation and thanks to our sponsors, Amgen, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Pfizer, and UCB for their support of Soundbites in 2021. Please continue to join us for future episodes throughout the year and revisit those you just heard or share an episode that you enjoyed. 
Thank you for joining Soundbites today and may 2021 be kind to you and bring you the best of health. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Soundbites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Soundbites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.